Well, good morning. It's Wednesday, June 16th, and we've got in-depth coverage of President Biden and Vladimir Putin's summit. I'm Tommy McFly. <laughs> I'm Kelly Collis, and that's absolutely not true. <laughs> hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We, we love D.C. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, create an awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. Whew. That was a lot. Well, let's get started. Sorry, Cal, I was reading the wrong note cards. That's how to get people to not listen to us. I apologize. Sorry. There's a place for that. It's just not here. <laughs> totally. We got a lot to get to this morning, including how you could have all of the pasta you've ever wanted. We've got a giveaway from our friends at Carmine's. Summer is coming. And gosh darn it, we're so excited that Hillary Howard of WTOP can breathe easy. Fair enough. Um, okay, let's get started, though, with uh, a bull riding champion. <laughs> We've been talking all week about the Olympics and our local heroes, Tori Husk and Katie Ledecky, who are just killing it in the pool. We need to give some love to this young man. His name is Nicholas Jackson, and he is the 2020 Junior World Bull Riding Champion. He is from Prince George's County. Love it. And that is not a county that you think of like, oh, sprawling land and horses and ranching. And, you know, you think of sort of the stereotypical Wyoming or right. you know, somewhere like that. Uh, so it is unusual to have a winner from that. But he um, is, they believe, the first champion from Maryland to hold that title. Nonetheless, Prince George's County. That's but he's awesome. from Upper Marlboro, where his... Uh, granddad and great granddad were all cowboys, and this is sort of passing down the family legacy. Also, making him unique is that he is black, and so there is a lot of talk that this is breaking down some of the racial divides in what you think of cowboys as being sort of these the white cowboy hat. But this is this kid from Prince George's County that is just living his best life and is the champion. That is so cool. That and like that's something too that. There's not a lot of bull riding clubs in our area, right? No. Like, so for him to pursue that passion and to be the best in it, I mean, it's not something that there's like a bull riding club, <laughs> whatever school he goes to. So it's right. really cool that, that, that he found something so unique and he honed in on it so much. He's the champion at it. That's awesome. Yes. And he's only 13 years old. So more to come from this young man. Wow. Also, I wonder like how old you are when you start bull riding to become the national he champion. Well, he was seven. I do know that. I don't wow. know if that's like a normal age, but can you imagine like getting a seven year old to, I, I'm assuming they train like on the mechanical bull just to get started. They must, right? Right. I don't think you could just put them right on a live animal right away. Most seven year olds aren't allowed like without training wheels on a bicycle, let alone <laughs> riding a bull. For sure. For Very sure. Cool. This is really cool to hear this story this morning. Congrats to him. I love that. It ain't summer until it is officially summer and national landings. So this is really neat. If everyone's kind of stressed out about their work from home situation, but you don't want to like work from office, national landing, um, right in Gateway Park has got a work from home summer house they set up. So it's an outdoor activation with bright colors and all the things. Kelly and I got to check it out as a preview yesterday. It, we got there at different times, but it was really cool. 
Yeah. And they have free Wi-Fi, which is like key for the work from home thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good for the Instagram because it's very bright and colorful and it just kind of makes you happy. Great swag, free cold brew on Tuesdays, all the things. And we spoke with Tracy Gabriel, who's the head of the National Landing Bid, all about Summer House and what they hope to bring. What they hope to bring to the National Landing neighborhood. Brought summer to National Landing. This is our summer house installation. It's a place for you to come and work, to hang out with friends, and to just enjoy being back out and and welcoming summer. What is that looking like for you as you're running the bid in National Landing and you're trying to welcome everybody back? Well, I'm really looking forward to the resurgence of events, of programming, this is where, you know, for Summer House, we're bringing a lot of that programming right here and to other parts of National Landing. We're excited to bring people back to work so they can just really know that it's safe and welcoming. And I think we're excited to build community here through events, through reopenings, through celebrating our small businesses for the area. And you've seen people who are on a jog or men and women in military uniforms and kids in strollers. They're walking past and they're doing that extra long look. What are you telling them and like, what's the reaction man from the neighbors? Yeah, well, it's hard to miss this colorful installation and that's exactly what we want. We want this space to say, you are welcome. Look at us, come here, linger, enjoy the Wi-Fi, play some games, hang with your family and friends safely. Um, this is really about um, welcoming people back to the outdoors. As you know, you know, during the pandemic, we've all been longing for reconvening, and this is a safe space to do that. And there's weekly programming too at Summer House, right? What can we expect, and is it all free all the time? Yes, so we have a, a whole lineup of events. On Tuesdays, you can enjoy some cold brew as you maybe work outdoors. That's courtesy of um, Commonwealth Joe's. We'll also have DJs, we'll have live music, we'll have long games, we'll have fun camping activities, uh, crafting, you know, the full gamut. So I'd say stay tuned at At National Landing, at Summer House, to follow all the fun programming we'll have throughout the summer. And that was uh, also DJ Farrah Fawcett happening in the background. So we heard some music going on too. It is a lively and exciting space. Yeah, and I will tell you, I did start a friendship bracelet. That was one of their activities yesterday, which I I used to like make those over the summer, so it brought back a lot of nostalgia for me. But then they had ones that were already made. I'm like, you know what? I'm making this one. <laughs> <laughs> work smarter, not harder, Kelly. Nice work. That's right. That's right. Was it like old hat? Did you know how to do it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's 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 pretty easy. It's just very time consuming. All right, let's talk about Alex Smith, the former Redskins quarterback is selling his house. And it's always fun to get like a sneak peek in these like ridiculous houses. I love that stuff. Um, on sale for $6.7 million. Oh, a steal. It's, in this economy, sounds great. <laughs> it's in that part of McLean that's like right off of GW Parkway. So very ideal for your commute into Maryland or oh. DC. Um, also, your neighbor would be Max Scherzer. However, they are also have their house on the market. But for the time being, it would be Max Scherzer. There goes the whole neighborhood. I know. If Scherzer's leaving, what's the point? Um, it comes with, uh, lots of outdoor space, um, a pool, a, um, a lots of areas to like hang out, have parties. It also, I found this interesting that this was like, and I guess this is a thing when you buy a $6.7 million home, 
It comes with two separate luxury laundry rooms, one on each floor. What is a luxury laundry room? I don't know, but I feel like this is people with a lot of money have this is the things that like really matter to them. I mean, my goodness, this house is absolutely insanely beautiful. Giant beam through the middle of it. Marble kitchen. Holy cow. Yeah, well, apparently he um, bought it. Him and his wife bought it uh, a couple years ago for around three million, and then did some renovations. So I hope he gets his money back. <laughs> I guess so. My goodness, think of the investment they made. They even have an old, they even have a popcorn maker. Does that convey? You think? <laughs> I don't know. It is gorgeous, though the decorations. Wow, it looks beautiful in there. So this is a house. Not that I know like what six million dollars is or isn't, but this is a house that I feel like is worth six million dollars. It's got like all the appointments. It's got the crown molding. It's got like light fixtures and wall stuff. This one makes sense to me. Yeah, the problem with a six million dollar house is that not just paying the six million, but like heating it, cooling it, mm-hmm. maintaining it, mowing the yard. Wait, the pool. hang on a second. Alex Smith's. I assume this is the master bedroom. Has the bed. And then there's like a living room set in the bedroom. There's like two chairs and a couch. Like, are you having guests? Oh, that many guests over? No. Well, you you, you use. I, I've seen city rooms and bedrooms, so you can like sit there and watch some TV and not be like laying in bed. It, but that's very strange to me. It looks almost as though like or reading a book or the bed is another couch. There's like, but there's there's six places with with, with which you could sit. That's not even the bed. It's a setup. Looks like a setup for entertaining to me. Okay, well, you never know what people are into. That's true, right? <laughs> Good for them. Way to go. Um, stupid football question. Alex Smith is not our quarterback anymore. He, like, he came back, but then he's not going to, right? He's going to. Yeah, it was kind of okay. a big deal that he left because Dan Snyder didn't want to cough up the money. I'm just guessing. Oh, it's pure assumption. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I, I really find it hard to like, feel bad for anyone on the millionaire billionaire battle when you see that house he's like well i gotta sell this house because i didn't get the money i wanted okay cool you have a bed you have a living room in your bedroom sir that's that's true well you can say the same about dan steiner too totally oh i mean all the like the i mean any any athlete right who's like i didn't get enough money Eh, really you didn't are you sure okay let's let's not get into that argument i don't want to get in trouble that's true. Dan he's so litigious, but <laughs> I'm not team Dan Snyder on this. And I'm not team Alex Smith. I'm just an independent arbiter who wants to know why that man has a living room in his bedroom. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Are you want to talk about Tate? Because I don't know anything about this, but this is a big deal. I do. So the Mama Fuko space in City Center, DC. David Chang's Mama Fuko went out of business. Um, it closed up, and it's a huge spot. And so now Tate, like latte, maybe you've seen it. T A T T E is a like a bakery style European situation. It's Instagram friendly. The bake shop is ridiculous. Not an ad, but it could be. Their salads are amazing. Their sandwiches are nuts. And they're taking over that space, which is a huge space right in city center DC. It's like next to Gucci and by the park, um, right by New York Avenue. And Tate is making like a play in DC. There's two of them in DuPont already. There's more coming. There There's are one in Bethesda. One in Bethesda that's happening. I'm sure yeah. they're going to be in Northern Virginia in a minute. And it's really interesting to see this brand kind of come into town. Um, and it's it's interesting mix of like being very Instagrammable and like millennial heavy, Gen Z heavy, but also the food's really good too, which is not something you often see. It's usually one or the other. Yeah. It, it, I'm excited. I've never been to one. Um, I was checking them out up in Boston. That's where the, the chain started in 2007. And they have like 
almost 20 locations all throughout Boston and the suburbs. So we'll see if they kind of do the same explosion here. And the only other locations outside the Boston area are in the D.C. area. That happens a lot. We were talking about this before we got the show started, that like these fast, casual, like glitzy brands will do like D.C. as a second market. Like it's interesting to see that come together. Remember Protein Bar that made D.C. its its home outside of its first market. Interesting, but it was wild because as the like as we were getting into the just being allowed to go back into places when they would be like masks on and we have to like spray you with bleach and we could have one person in. Remember like the first moments of getting back into places? Tate had opened and it had a line in their location on M Street, like 20 something in M, a block and a half long on Sundays. And I was like, what is going on? on in here. I just won't do that for food. No, I won't either. I, I I finally went like months after it opened when there was like a civilized, like one person in front of the door and you could walk <laughs> in. But it, like, I was just like, who are, first of all, who are these people in a pandemic and why is this sandwich so delicious? Like what is, what is <laughs> happening here? And I couldn't for the life of me figure it out. Uh, what's really cool about the new location at Mama Fuko's, the milk bar is going to stay in their current location. Awesome which was um, good to hear. So that that's an interesting synergy between those two. Totally. The milk bar has like that little cutout and my yep. goodness, their cakes and their, their cake balls. I know. Oh, they're, they're so, so good. good. That's awesome. I love to see that something that's popping in that space. Also, this, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm excited about the um, rebirth and new sponsor of a DC iconic tradition. Yeah. For 60 years, it's, it's academic has been happening even before my time. Um, they lost their sponsor that they had had for 50 plus years. Now, if you don't know the show, it's sort of like a little quiz show for all the local high schools, both public and private. It's a lot of fun to watch because you have these like super smart kids. There's a live audience there, or at least there was before we could do all those things. And they lost their sponsor, Giant Foods, had been their sponsor for over 50 years. And there was a lot of question what the future was going to happen. Now, I, I used to go to live um, shows and this would be like such a big deal to share on my high school team. I was not on <laughs> the team, but these kids, I remember the, in my school, like they train for this. They do like after school work because it's like an intense environment where you have to answer questions really quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. That's coming back. And the superhero of Washington, DC, <laughs> David Rubenstein is one of yeah. the new title sponsors, which is awesome to see. And we have a government contractor, How DC, Virginia-based Miter, is another sponsor that have come in and sort of saved the show. So that's so awesome to um, have this Washington tradition on TV continue. And of course, it's on uh, uh, Channel 4 WRC TV, which is awesome to see. I love that. I love that. And at the top of the show, I was joking that uh, Hillary Howard can take a sigh of relief so she is uh, the afternoon anchor on WTOP she's also the host of its academic and if you follow her on Twitter she's been like lost our sponsor need a new one I feel I just like I felt stressed out for her as she was like trying to like get the word out that they were needing a sponsor when giant just left after like 50 years yeah and you would think like the grocery stores have done so well over the last year too that they're not that they I, I can't imagine what happened on the back end that they yeah, they're doing the pivot dance, Tommy. That they did the pivot dance and they didn't they didn't get involved. No. Nope. Uh, so David Rubenstein, I mean, he's how many things has he stay, saved in that DC? Guy. Like, I mean, pretty much everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically, he saved the Washington Monument at one point. Like that guy, I mean, is is our Bruce Wayne for sure. Big Bruce Wayne energy out of that guy. 
And it. we found out yesterday, Kelly, as we were wrapping up the show, that the 4th of July fireworks are coming back. The White House announced they were doing their South Lawn event with first responders and military families. And then shortly after, the National Park Service um, mentioned that they are ready to go. And the 4th of July fireworks on Sunday, July 4th, are going to be happening. And so I was actually at um, I was out yesterday working on some um, upcoming stuff for NBC4 with the National Park Service uh, communications team, Michael Lutterist, and he told me all the details about the 4th of July fireworks. And I put a microphone in his face and I was like, you need to tell us for the Tommy and Kelly show peeps what's going on. So we were at the base of the Washington Monument and he gave us um, all the scoop about what we need to expect and what we can get ready for. Also, the best places to watch this year's 4th of July fireworks. So you're like the man of the hour. Today's the day that we announced the fireworks are coming back. We're with Mike Litteris from the National Park Service. What can we expect on the 4th of July? We can expect DC's grandest summertime tradition, as we have been used to for decades. Uh, the show will be very similar to what people have, have experienced in the past. Uh, we'll fire them from the side of the reflecting pool. A 17 and a half minute show firing off at 9.09 on the night of Sunday, July 4th. So this all came together. We're learning about it today, but it's been in the works. Like this is not news to you, right? Something like the Fourth of July obviously takes some advanced planning. So, been waiting for the right time to announce it to make sure that uh, you know COVID levels are going in the right direction, vaccine vaccinations are are, are continuing to gotten. Uh, so, announcement is today, but we've been giving it the attention that an, uh, an event like this requires for quite some time. What are some things locals should know? Where can we see them? Where can we go? Where can't we go? Just a brief overview as people are planning their 4th of July here in D.C. Yeah, the prime viewing locations, as always, are going to be along the National Mall. Yeah, that opportunity to see the fireworks with a backdrop of the Lincoln Memorial or the Capitol or the Washington Monument, uh, there's really nothing like it. Um, also can be viewed very well from the Virginia side of the river along the George Washington Memorial Parkway, places like Gravelly Point, just north of the airport, uh, the U.S. Marine Corps War Memorial, uh, Netherlands Carillon, uh, or the LBJ Memorial Grove. So launching along the reflecting pool, not as far south, not as far toward the monument as it was last year, right? Correct. The the sort of the traditional low firing location, if you will, uh, along the, the sides of the of the reflecting pool. Um, Lincoln Memorial uh, will be open as it has been in years past. Um, you know, if you want one of those prime locations, going to have to get there early. Also, as I've got you out here, we are at the base of the Washington Monument, looking at the World War II and the Lincoln Memorial, seeing people up here. And I, like anecdotally, have seen like many vans from Nebraska. What's it looking like on your end? Are you seeing people coming back to the national parks, coming back to D.C. to be tourists? We are seeing far more people than we certainly have over the last 15 plus months. Um, Realistically, I don't see numbers quite yet that, that we would see in a, in a normal time period. Um, you know, a lot of time, especially through the end of May, you know, that's school group visiting time. And a lot of schools still weren't traveling. But we are definitely seeing a, a, a return um, of the out-of-state visitors, the, the return of the, the vacationers to the nation's capital. Um, and we're excited and we're ready for them. And we're at the base of the Washington Monument. I got to ask you, like, what's the long range plan? May we be able to possibly go in there again sometime soon? Certainly hoping so. We're, we're still making, still looking at plans to reopen the Washington Monument. It's sort of the last challenge for us uh, because of that very tight space of the elevator. So um, hope to have an announcement that we can make uh, in the next couple of weeks about that.
As someone who became a pandemic runner and spent so much time down here, just so thankful for all the work the National Park Service does to keep this place beautiful. The mall looks gorgeous, and it's absolutely worth locals coming back to check it out. So thank you for all the work your team does. Our, our pleasure. And you know, you're absolutely right. The, the turf on the National Mall, uh, I'm not sure it's ever been so green. You know, the monuments memorials, we were very happy because they're outdoors. We were able to keep them open and available for all visitors, but especially, you know, locals, people like yourself that wanted to get out and recreate and run and, you know, get some outdoor time after being cooped up so long uh, in, in, inside. Uh, and again, looking forward to, to getting everything back online before too much longer. Mike Lederis of National Park Service. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tommy. So excited for July 4th. A couple things to add there. First off, the turf down at the National Mall, like that is the number one thing that they worry about down there because there is usually so much traffic. So people, if you go down there 4th of July, just be nice to the grass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then second of all, I want to add a, a, a other secret location, which is up by me, uh, the National Cathedral. Um, while they don't promote, there is a place and you can figure it out where you can clearly see the monument and clearly see the fireworks. It's not a secret up in my neighborhood. It does get a little crowded, but it's a nice place to go if you want to just not be like, you know, on top of people. That's a really great idea. Yeah. That's yeah. a really great idea. It's, 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 it, you're not that close, but you can see the monument from the distance. And it's, um, it's a cool little tradition up by the cathedral. Well, in the cathedral, like the Tenley Town Cathedral area, that's like the highest point of the city, too. So yeah. you can probably see other neighborhood fireworks and stuff, right? I, all I'm talking about is this one little place where you can see Got it. Just down. The, okay. the monument. You can see the monument. You can see the Capitol on a nice, clear day. So that's, so cool. that's awesome. That's happening. That's a yeah. great tradition. And I, I live in Lower Northwest, so I see all kinds of fireworks right outside my window. <laughs> but basically now through August. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tommy. That's fine. My dog only climbs the walls once in a while. It's totally cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thunderstorm is nothing compared to that. Totally. Nothing compared to like a quarter stick outside your window. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> It's the spice of life. I will say, though, if you do have a chance to go to the National Mall and like literally sit on the grass. It just it's the the grass down there right now is it's so soft. Like I I go down and I just like sit on the grass. It's tremendous. Yes. It's never looked better. I'm not a grass connoisseur, but if I'm it's probably like twelve hundred thread count grass. It's really it's really <laughs> wonderful. Well, I bet Nats Park would argue on that, but <laughs> Yeah, but you're only allowed to sit on Nats Park for a minute till security throws you out and puts you in that's, jail. That's true. See also the naked speaking guy. So <laughs> right. I feel like the National Mall is probably your better bet. It's more attainable. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's more accessible. Um also you can talk about um getting back into DC and getting a chance to come back and enjoy it. How about twenty five thousand dollars to plan your next big life moment in the District of Columbia? This is super awesome. I love this. They're doing a big contest where you can win $25,000. That's sort of like the grand prize down to $500 to just hang out in DC, do all the things, whether you want to do a little staycation, whether you want to do some shopping. A lot of these independent boutiques are back open and, and ready for you. Um, whether you just want to go for like, you know, some day drinking outside, this is the contest for you. So we've got a link up on our website, realfunddc.com. It's right up on the top there, but this is in, uh, with the mayor's office and the restaurant association is just inviting everyone back visitors, locals, whoever you are to come and uh, give you a little incentive to like yeah. jumpstart your summer. 
super thrilled to have the Restaurant Association of Metro Washington as a sponsor of our show. It's DC Shop, Eat, Play, Stay giveaway. And if you go to realfundc.com, like Kelly said, right on the top, and you can think about it. It's just fun to like romanticize. Like, What would I spend $25,000 on? if I had to spend it with DC vendors and restaurants and that sort of thing, like, could you do something at the wharf or in Georgetown or in Navy yard or Shaw or cathedral Heights? Like there's so many great places to do stuff. And how like bad a would you be if you're like, Oh, I'm just, you know, over here planning a $25,000 event. Maybe I'll invite you. Right. And that's what I mean. It doesn't have to be a special occasion. Like you think birthdays and graduations and uh, you know, bar mitzvahs, that's fine. You can use it for that. But like, what if you just want to just have a party? Because you know what? I can. <laughs> or funsies. Yes. <laughs> Realfundc.com to get involved right at the top of the page. DC shop, eat, play, stay, giveaway. And um, there are 51 prizes. Just saying. <laughs> 51 of them. For you to get I like what in. you did there, DC. Yeah, way to go, DC. It's like you planned it that way. Nice work. Open up the Real Fun DC app inside the App Store on your iPhone or at Google Play. Just open it up. Your chance to win right there. Um, our past shows are on there. Yes, another podcast with Carlos and company. Industry Night with Nikki Nellis, Neeks at Night. They're all on there. Those past shows you can check out. Or you can subscribe to Tommy and Kelly Show anywhere you get your podcasts on Apple, on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to listen to past episodes <laughs> and have us with you every day, all the time in your ear. Yeah. But if you love DC, like we do, it's perfect. We'll see you next time.